Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Colossians chapter 3. The heading reads, Some lives are hid with God in Christ. Saints exhorted to be holy and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 1, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection, or set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. If ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God, in other words, if you're dead to sin and sealed up unto eternal life, this is uh, talking about your calling and election being made sure. In May of 1843, Joseph Smith gave the following interpretation of Paul's phrase, putting my hand on the knee of William Clayton, I said, your life is hid with Christ in God, and so are many others. Nothing but the unpardonable sin can prevent you from inheriting eternal life, for you are sealed up by the power of the priesthood unto eternal life, having taken the step necessary for that purpose. So, in other words, uh, he had mentioned to this brother, that uh, to William Clayton, that uh, he had had his calling and election made sure. Verse 4, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So this is talking about the second coming, and that the saints will come forth in the resurrection to be with Jesus when he returns. Verse 5, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Concupiscence is a strong desire, especially sexual desire or lust. Verse 6, For for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time, or formerly, when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not, a, not, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So we're putting off the natural man and and, uh, being born again. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Paul urged the humane treatment of slaves. Nowhere does he ever denounce the institution of slavery as such. Verse 12, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. These were attributes we need to develop to obtain our calling and election, the attributes of godliness. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the to the Lord. I notice that some of these phrases, that uh, like this verse here, is, is also the same in other of his epistles. J. Reuben Clark said, Sometimes I feel that we get nearer to the Lord through music than perhaps through any other thing except prayer. Verse 17, And whatsoever ye do 
in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and, and the Father by him. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Remember, we read this before in Corinthians. In Greek, the word submit does not imply that women are inferior to men. Rather, it means a willingness to put oneself under the guidance or direction of another. The same word is used in Luke 2.51, wherein Luke portrays how Jesus returned to Nazareth with Mary and Joseph, where he was subject unto them. In any organization, including that of the family, someone must govern, and Paul here suggests that man that has the that uh, man, that man has that priesthood assignment, and that the woman should recognize it and submit herself to it. In the very next verse, Paul charges the man to love his wife, so he provides no justification for verbal or physical abuse or for a dictatorship of any kind in the home. That was out of the Institute Manual. Verse 19, Husbands, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. President Kimball said, Family life is the best method for achieving happiness in this world, and it is a clear pattern of what is to be in the next world. Verse 22, Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men. In other words, if you're going to be of service to someone, think that you're doing it unto the Lord and not just unto a person. Verse 24, Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the, of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. So that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.